Hey. Hey. So, <laughs> so the way the new Skype uh, like puts your guys' pictures together just looks like you guys are like cheek to cheek. Oh, uh, well, we are. I, all I see is Jason on a boat and just an MH. <laughs> yeah, MH. No picture? No Get a profile pic, Mike. All right, sorry. You guys know who I am. Oh, I see. So you see me on the right and Will on the left. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and on my picture, I'm on the left and Will's on the right. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like you I guys see. are cheek to cheek. Yeah. Um, all right, so all right. it's been a while. Yeah, no no intro, huh? Going cold open? Oh, wow. It's wow. been that while. That's, <laughs> it's that's been that how long. long it's been. All right, all right. hang on. Hey, and welcome to For the Podcast. This is episode 35. I'm Michael. As always, here with my good friends, Jason and Will. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. All right, so now, where were we? It's been a while. Yeah. Um, well, we actually did put out some episodes, right? Or like one episode, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but it was a little bit of an experiment. Yeah, so it was what, some streaming? Yeah, we, we uh, got... Uh, my computer set up to capture the screen, and then we played a game, which we heard about, but none of us had actually tried. Uh, and it's called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of like a multiplayer game, but it's, uh, what do they call it? Um, like, we're not all looking at the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's not asynchronous, because we're all playing at the same time, but uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know what you would call that. So I was the person playing, and um, I had a screen with a bomb in front of it, and then uh, Mike and Will were assisting me, but they couldn't see the screen, so they couldn't see the actual bomb, and they had these uh, bomb-diffusing manuals where you know, I would describe to them what I'm looking at, and they would kind of, just like you, you do, you see in all the movies, um, they would try to tell me which wires to cut and things like that so we can defuse the bomb. Yeah, it's like really macgyver Yeah. Which I think uh, they're rebooting. Really? I think so. Do they announce who MacGyver's going to be? I don't know. Not yet. But, uh, Wait, I speaking love, of... I'm pretty MacGyver. sure it will not be you, Jason, based off of the <laughs> play that we had. Yeah. Or I, I thought we did a pretty good job. Mike or myself, either. Uh, definitely. Definitely not. Cut, cut um, the yellow... Or I don't know what I said, but yeah. I was very wrong. Um... Wait, speaking of reboots, just as a quick aside, but um, have you guys been watching The X-Files? I have yes. not been. Yes. Is it good? Uh, at first, it started off like, ooh, okay, maybe this will be like a miniseries, and then it actually devolves back into, oh, it's just The X-Files. Just here's a little self-contained story. Here's another one. Uh, it's not what I expected, but I do like it because I was an X-Files fan originally so if you liked it i would say watch it again uh in fact they may be they're already in contract talks to try to get this to not just be a short uh episode uh episodic thing and just have like a full length like season next year so wait so how many episodes I'm, are there this year i, I believe or it's six season? or seven i'm not exactly sure but it's okay. not a lot it's not like we're talking about a 13 episode plus run like back when right. x-files originally was out there the seasons were over 20 episodes long so 
Wait, so this is way have, shorter. We have six or seven episodes, and they still are doing like one-off episodes that are not related to the the overall storyline. Right, yeah, like still like a monster of the week kind of an episode. Exactly. Yeah, that seems like a waste. Yeah, uh, I guess first, though, like if that's where their roots one. were, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Well, the biggest thing was the first episode was a hey overall overarching picture thing, and then the next week you were like, "Here's the monster of the week." You're like, "But what just happened last week?" <laughs> mm-hmm. We only you guys have like six that? or seven of these, so get on with it. Uh, the fact that they may be bringing it back, I'll be okay with monster of the week. But if they don't bring it back, then I will be upset. But I'm enjoying it right now. I only watched the first uh, the first episode. That's it. I didn't watch any of the other ones. So. Did you like it? Yeah, I thought it was good, but I, I don't think I would so slow so few episodes. I'd want them to kind of you know just focus on kind of the main story and like like work on the mythology a little bit. Not right. Really, unless like the monsters of the week like kind of tie in. I mean, you only have six episodes. Yeah, that's how I. I don't know. I mean, I, I was excited kind of when they announced it, and then when it came out, the reviews were kind of lackluster. Um, and so I just never got into it. So I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, Fuller House, though, I'm, exi- I'm excited. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> really? I, I just saw the first, like, full-length trailer, and I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Not sold on it. Sell me on it, Jay. I, I don't know. I didn't even watch the trailer. I'm just in just based on, like, I used to watch that show all the time when I was a kid. So I have to at least give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I just don't think it's going to hold up. I'm excited, but it's just not going to be that good. Well, so did you see the trailer? Yeah. Do they do they do like the same jokes? Are they, are they playing on like the nostalgia thing, or are well, the they? Trailer definitely plays on it. Joey says, "Cut it out." Oh, nice. Uh, they say, "Then like, I'm in." Uh, <laughs> you got it, dude. Like they call Michelle up late at night because she's you know she's not in the show. Oh, um, she's not. No, so she she's I think maybe the only one, or you know, the twins, the Olsen twins, are the only ones that didn't come back. Oh, then I'm out. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, that was the reason why I wanted to watch. I know, but like they were so cute when they were kids. Yeah, but uh, so they they call her, and then they're like, uh, "You got it, dude!" And then they hang up. They like prank call her. Is it is it actually her? No, well, she doesn't answer. Oh, 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 it's like a voicemail or, yeah, or? It's just their way of kind of uh... like including her in it. I guess it's better than like killing her off, <laughs> right? Like she's dead. Independence she's Day no. style. Tragic, uh, Suddenly, it's like a it's it's like a really a uh, totally different show. Yep. Um. So I don't I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Well. Well. Going back. So did you enjoy uh keep talking and nobody explodes? I always forget the name of the the game. You're the only one that remembers the name. Yeah, I know. But like, it takes me a while to to remember. Uh, I thought I thought it's really fun. I do want to try diffusing one time. I, yeah, I you should totally try. Uh, I mean, you you tried both. We have a lost episode, right? Yeah. Uh, so last week we recorded another one with our special friend, uh, special friend, special this guest. Sounds like he's like educationally. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's a friend our of special the guest, uh, Ja Justin, and uh, he was diffusing, and I was for the first time looking at the map bomb manual, and um, it's surprisingly difficult. So I definitely understand what you guys were going through. Um, when you were helping me, yeah. Um, but both both are fun. It, it's fun to kind of go through the uh, the bomb and kind of explain everything to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun to kind of read the manual, although it takes me some time to kind of like 
understand some of the more tricky uh, diagrams and, and what I'm supposed to actually be doing. Right. Yeah, like the one with the overlapping things was really confusing. But, oh, the, yeah, he figured that out, Will. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, the crossed wires uh, <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one's tricky. Um, but the Morse code is the worst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I gave both of you guys, both you and Ja, crap for it, but I don't think I would be any better. Well, explaining yeah. Morse code by going beep, boop. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Pro tip, that's not yeah, helping not, anyone. I'm definitely not good at Morse code, but um, it, it's it's difficult. Uh, I think, but the thing, here's the thing, is that like, I feel like the more you play this game, I, I know that there's probably more advanced puzzles with different like modules that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. But if you play with like the same group of people, I feel like you'll get like a pattern. You'll be like, oh, it's this symbol or it's this one. And you'll know how to do all of them. And like, it, unless they make it like 10 modules in two minutes, like I feel like most people can probably get pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely fun. I liked it. All right. We'll have to give it a try. Um, the uh, other thing about our podcast, uh, we posted our first special episode. You mean you posted one without me and Will? Yeah, that's true. I hope you guys aren't mad. Are you guys mad? Thanks a lot. You can tell me the truth. I'm mad. Oh, I really? don't think it's that no, special. I, I'm not mad. It's not very it's yeah, not it's that it's, special. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I just didn't know what to call it because I, I can't name it like episode 35, right? Right. But um, I was just talking to Arnab, who we've had on the show before. Did he have better um, mic quality this time? He did. Oh, he bought an iPhone. Uh, he bought a new iPhone mic, I guess, and he has a MacBook, so we were able to record uh, using call recorder and everything like that. So okay. uh, it well, was much better. Last time, you had like a Windows computer. He had a Windows computer, and so we ended up using like a, another uh, call recorder type thing for yeah, Windows. Yeah. But like, remember the the size of the file was like really tiny. <laughs> so yeah, it was much easier to do this time. But I mean, we basically recorded a. a podcast because uh arnab and i both went to law school together and um he goes to court every day well i don't know if he goes to court every day but he goes to court on a regular basis whereas i'd never go to court um and uh there's been a couple of legal things uh in the news lately and so he kind of just wanted to uh discuss it so i don't know if it was a very very interesting article or very interesting podcast for most people i don't know did you guys even listen to it yeah, it was good. Are you guys going to make this a regular thing? Are you going to like no. shoot of us or? Uh... I I don't think I don't know. I, um, I mean, I thought it was fun. Podcast network. Yeah, for the podcast network. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I called it a special podcast or a special episode number one. Um, I don't think it's going to be like a regular weekly thing. Mm-hmm. But every so often, like if we have something to talk about, like, um, it was fun. And then you edit it yourself too, right? That was a difference. Yeah, because normally Mike edits all the podcasts, and I kind of just do the show notes here on time. Um, no, that's not true. But um, so I did edit it, and I didn't know what I was doing at all. Uh, you kind of gave me a primer, like, "Oh, just do this and sync them up, and then um, like use this program called Levelizer, I think." Yeah, Levelator. Oh, Levelator. Okay, sorry. Um, and I started doing it in GarageBand, and you're right. It kind of adds like these weird effects, like echo effects, and I eventually got them to turn off. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I ended up just putting it in uh, Logic Pro. Okay. I think that's better. Yeah. So Logic Pro, um, and it took me some time to kind of get what the controls were, and I still am not that good at it. But um, I got to the point where you can just edit multiple streams at the same time. Yeah. And I think that really helps because, like, if I have to like cut something out and like move all everything from that yeah all at once, right, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and so 
I didn't, I mean, I didn't actually listen to the entire thing. I kind of skipped around. We had some technical issues where um, his earphones, you could hear my voice through them. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So whenever I was talking and he wasn't talking, I had to like kind of sync it up. But um, I thought it came out okay for my first time. Yeah, it was good. It'll only get better. Editing is it, not that bad. Yeah, not bad at all. So um, now you can edit all of our podcasts. <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually really bad at editing, Mike, so I think you might need to uh, still do that for this show. You will need to take this up. Nope. Okay. Crickets. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, the next thing I want to talk about, I guess, was uh, VR. And this is probably the first year where like uh, some big-name VR products are coming out, including the Oculus, right? Mm-hmm. Is that coming out in March? March, I think, sometime. You pre-ordered one, didn't you? I pre-ordered, and then I think I'm first shipment. Are you excited? So when will it arrive uh, since your first shipment? Uh, I, don't I don't know. But uh, I, may, I may sell it. So I, I'm not sure. Wait, sell it? Like, but you're going to open it first, right? No? I don't know. It depends on what the going rate is. If people are so crazy, I, I'll just wait for later. Well, but so okay, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for VR? Uh, Not that excited. I'm excited, but I already have experienced it with the Gear VR, and I know it's completely different. But for a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, I feel like VR is still pretty early, and you know, you'll get a really cool experience right now, and the graphics will be way better. But uh, I mean, they're not launching with the like the little Oculus controllers. The ones with like the motion and stuff built in. It's it's shipping uh, with like the Xbox controller. Okay. Um, so I feel like I can do that right now with my Gear VR. Um, so I don't know. My my enthusiasm has kind of dampened. Just if I didn't have the Gear VR, I think I would be more hyped. Mike, so how do often you do you use a... the Gear VR? Um, I don't know. Maybe like once a week, just to like I I, I check like the subreddit, the Gear VR subreddit, to see if there's like new apps or new like games i should download and try um so yeah uh, not that excited do you have an oculus ready uh pc mike uh no well see that's the other thing is i would need to uh upgrade uh. My, i think my processor is good i would just need to get a new video card but that's still like uh, 250 or 300 dollars i think just for the base one I don't know. So, so I, I can sell it and then buy, have enough money to buy the video card with the profits. What's the uh, the wait like the wait time now? Uh, I don't even know. That's I mean, I I guess I guess you have a point. Like, if you're not like super stoked on it, and like you can make a decent amount of money, and then just like get in like maybe two months later or something like that, once they've worked out some of the initial kinks, mm-hmm. that's not a bad idea. But um, I saw a trailer on Polygon for this uh, launch game called Adrift. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I just watched the trailer a little while ago. It looks pretty cool. It looks amazing. Know. That that yeah. would make me want. Is that a launch game? I think so. I think it said it's coming out in March. Okay. So I didn't, you know, I kind of, I didn't, I never even heard of this game because I haven't really been following the VR stuff because I'm not, I didn't pre-order one. Yeah. And I saw that, and um, it was like, oh, available in March, and then it kind of reminded me that Oculus was coming in March for some people, and. I was just like very excited. Like, I mean, I-, I can understand where you're coming from, but like, that's really soon, right? And like, we get to try these things out and like to to have one in my apartment and kind of just play around with it and 
it it seems like it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. So it's a little interesting that you're not like you're kind of actually getting less excited, even though like I wasn't in, and like I'm kind of like <laughs> getting more hyped up. So did I was like, tried, oh, like did you try Gear VR? No. I, well, I tried the old one, I think, at the Samsung store in Soho. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't tried the newer one, like the one that you have. Yeah. And I've never done like the PlayStation VR or anything like that. So I haven't. I haven't never tried like like high fidelity VR. Yeah, I think I think I'm probably more excited for PlayStation VR. Um, Why is that? I don't know. Well, well, because you know, I, I'm more of a console gamer than a PC gamer, and so I think it, it just matches up more with you know that like couch friendly kind of thing. But the, the the graphics quality will probably be significantly worse, right? Yeah, but you know, I, like School of Nintendo. For me, it's not the graphics; it's like the experience. Okay. Do we know how much? So, like, okay, the Oculus is coming out. It's what, like, five ninety nine mm-hmm. plus whatever and, parts you need for the PC. right for the computer because yeah, it's, yeah right. which we're talking about a minimum of like three hundred to three hundred and fifty, right. and you'll probably want dual cards. So we're talking about another like seven hundred dollars oh. just to be safe. Oh, right, right, right. No, so the computer by itself, and plus the computer, right? So like, right. it's going to be over a thousand, fifteen, two thousand dollars, something like that, right? Yeah. Um, okay, and then HTC is coming out with the uh, the Vive, 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 the Vive, yeah, yeah. Okay, Vive. <laughs> um, so that's uh, eight hundred dollars. Also needs a computer though, right? Also needs a computer, I think. Okay, yeah. So, so do you guys think the PS4 one, right? Uh huh. When that comes out, which I think is later this year. Well, according to GameStop, some GameStop guy said that, right? But yeah, so that that came out maybe a week or two ago. Um. It was originally for sometime like first half of this year, I think, right? Yeah. Um, what what do you think the price is going to be? Because they haven't announced it, right? Like, are you thinking like three hundred, four hundred dollars, or or more money, like six hundred dollars? Because similarly, it doesn't. No, you know, I think like three hundred dollars. I just can't imagine them selling like a seven hundred dollar accessory. Yeah, yeah. But but I mean, Oculus and and Vive also don't have a PC. You know, like they don't have the guts inside. So and they're still. Six hundred dollars, right? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it, it, to me, I, I'm excited for PS uh, VR as well. Yeah, but um, it's going to depend on the price. Yeah, but you look at the at like you know Gear VR or like people can buy those like Google Cardboard and stuff, and there's no like positional tracking or anything. But I mean, but like in and of itself, it shouldn't be that expensive. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, I don't know, but you're excited, huh? I mean, if I, have a, I, I was hoping that you would... I have an Oculus you can buy if you would like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that excited. Um, no, I, I was hoping that you would... I mean, although it's, it's kind of a tricky thing, right? Like, I was like, oh, Mike is going to get it this month. Um, maybe I could check it out. I guess I can always go up to where you are, but I was kind of hoping you would drive down... Bring, bring my tower down. And bring the computer down, too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, like, it's not an easy thing. You can't just be like, oh, let me just bring it over, right? Because, yeah. like... Yeah. You have to bring over a whole computer. So we're definitely in like the very early stages of it. Mm-hmm. But um, just the, the idea or like maybe I can go to Best Buy and try it out when it comes out or something like that, right? Like yeah. I, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, and you'll try it out and Best Buy will be like, yeah, it's great. All you need is like 2300 bucks, and you can <laughs> right, have right, this right. set up right at home. I think yeah. we are like one or two generations from it just being like, oh, I'm just going to go out to the store, pick it up and plug it in. Oh right, right. Uh, no, for on sure. How we do with the for PlayStation's sure. one? Yeah, uh, because um, I could see this being 
a great thing of PlayStation's one is at the right price point. Uh, I mean, but yeah. then again, I hate having to like buy a um, attachment, say like a Connect, uh, that splits like a player installation base, where you end up having people saying, "Well, we are going to support it, but we're not going to support it." That's uh, all that right. kind of divide. The thirty-two X, the Rumble, like the uh, not the yeah, yeah, pack, yeah, like the, right. the memory pack uh, yep. for like the N sixty-four, uh, yeah, Connect, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, so. Uh, who knows? Unless they build it into the next thing, it may not get like the kind of traction. But I think it'll still be fun. Yeah, I'm actually just really excited to try it out once. Yeah, or, yeah, or, or and twice. I'm happy to try it out at Mike's expense. Go buy those video cards now, buddy. Come, yep. come fly to New York. <laughs> hey, I, I'm in New York. Oh, that's true. I'll come up. Oh yeah, you can drive here now. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I'll go there launch weekend. <laughs> as long as you open it. Yep, yep, okay. <laughs> That's all it takes, huh? Okay, what's next on the uh, thing? Oh, it's uh, Android. Okay, this so, is a mystery. Who wrote this? This is a mystery. I did. Okay. Um, so Karen had to design something for Android, but she's never used Android. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went and bought a Nexus 6P. Oh, okay. And so for the past two days, I've been using the Nexus instead of my iPhone. Yep. And uh, I have some impressions, which I wrote down, but uh, they are not up. So hold on one second. <laughs> uh, you probably hear me typing now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so, Mike, you have an Android phone, right? Yeah, Question for you. The, well, uh, for my gear. Jason, so do you, you, you use it at all? 6P. Hold on a second. Where'd you wait, get wait, the sorry. 6P? Best Buy. I used it for the free Chipotle burritos. Oh, so you get, you get two free Chipotle burritos. Yeah. Oh, nice. Wait, so, but do you actually use it as a phone at all, or like you only, it just lives in the Gear VR house? Uh, no, it's, yeah, it's pretty much in the Gear VR house all the time. Okay. Um, I was, okay, so I don't know. Like, I, I actually was very excited to try the Nexus 6P, so I kind of like pitched the idea that we should go buy one and she can kind of use it and, and experience Android so she can better design for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of wanted to use it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say off the bat, the hardware is really nice. Okay, I think that like who made it, it is like Huawei. Huawei, Huawei, yeah, which is like I think in the very first episode we talked about them, and I I pronounce it Huawei, <laughs> which is wrong, but it's Huawei. Okay, um, and it just feels really good in the hand. It's like metal. Um, it's, not too big. it's small. It's probably about the same exact size as my iPhone 6s Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the screen is slightly bigger because it doesn't have the physical buttons. Okay. Um, but it also doesn't have the rounded edges, so I feel like it's less slippery. It's easier to grip. Uh, mm-hmm. It's easier to hold than my iPhone. So I really like the the hardware quality. Yeah. Um, the one thing I hate about it is that like there's no two like the volume rocker is like a, a unified up and down rocker. Mm-hmm. It's not like two distinct buttons. Yeah. And it's right underneath the power button. Mm-hmm. on the same side and so like i'm so used to hitting two different buttons that like whenever i do like volume up i always hit the power button and it just turns the phone off or like doesn't turn it off but it, it puts it to off. sleep yeah yeah so that's kind of annoying but i i really liked it um as far as like the software is concerned i feel like i was i don't know like I, i've used an iphone for you know as long as i've had a smartphone mm-hmm. but i've always been kind of like an android fan uh 
like a closet Android fan. Like I, 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 I recognize that they've done a lot to make it a lot better than it was when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And whenever they announce new things, I'm kind of like, oh, like I bet you Android is really good. Um, having used it now, I actually am very underwhelmed. <laughs> okay. It looks very nice. Like I don't even think it looks that nice. I think it looks nice. I, I don't like the font. question is, like, uh, what about the fast charging? Was that a very useful feature? Uh, um, so I will say the battery life is pretty good. Um, I mean, the fast charging, like when I charge it overnight, it doesn't really make a difference to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then today while I was at work, whereas I normally charge my iPhone uh, 6 Plus during the day, like, you know, halfway through, I'll charge it for a little bit. Um this phone I didn't charge at all, and I made through the made it through the entire workday. Yeah, but that's partially because I probably use it way less than my iPhone, and that's, that's because like I don't have iMessages, so like I'm a part of like a couple of like group iMessage threads that chat all throughout the day. I don't get any of those, right? So literally, the only person that I have a text message for is like Karen and like Fairway that text me like coupons, <laughs> right? So like I'm not texting all day. Um, I don't have like a podcast app that's downloading apps in the background or that downloading podcast episodes in the background. I don't have an RSS reader, which is a lot of what I use my iPhone for is like I use uh, an app called reader. Um, yeah, R E E D E R. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't have an equivalent, so I don't use that on the Android phone either. Right. Um, so I end up using it a lot less, but the battery is, is not bad. So overall, overall underwhelmed. Yeah, there, there's definitely a couple things that I really like. Um, like, for example, when I was setting up, like logging into some apps, uh, and they send you like the two-factor text message. Mm-hmm. I guess, and my guess is because Android allows the apps to have access to your SMS. Mm-hmm. Like when it text messages you the code, yeah, you don't even have to type it in because it'll just like grab it from the SMS and then just automatically authenticate. Oh, that's nice. Which is really cool. Um, and then uh, what else is there? Oh, the fingerprint reader is on the back. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's like where you're, like, I guess where you put your index finger on the back of the phone. Yeah. Which is is kind of cool, but, like, sometimes when I use my phone when it's, like, just sitting on my desk mm-hmm. and I want to unlock my phone, that means I have to pick up the phone just to use the fingerprint sensor, right? That's true. So it's it's kind of annoying too. Yeah, um, that's the one thing. The the Galaxy Note one, the fingerprint sensor is horrible. Yeah, I would also say it's not quite as good. Um, but that could be me just not aligning it as properly because you kind of have to hold it with your hand and then like put the finger there. Yeah, but still, isn't that kind of annoying? That you have to yeah. So it's not. I mean, I I don't actually know. Like, I think the unlocking speed is is pretty good once you get it in the right spot. It's just a little bit trickier to get it in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there? I mean, the notifications are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like they're more actionable. You can kind of do di- different things through the no- notifications. But as far as I can tell, like there are no badges, right? So like if you get a text message, you know, how an iOS had to like kind of like have that badge scroll on the top and like you can kind of t- see what it says. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think they have that in Android. Really? I mean, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Like. Mine just like, and when an email comes in, it doesn't show me like a preview of the email so I can see what it is. It just, I just see like the little email, like the Gmail icon in the top in like the little status bar. Mm-hmm. But then I have to like scroll down just to see what it is. Hmm. 
I don't know. I could have this setup all wrong, but like I did, a, I did a clean install, right? Like I don't know, like I didn't change anything. I didn't turn that stock off. Stock Android, that's stock fine. Android, right? Yeah. Also, the keyboard is the worst. Yeah. Which is really weird, like because I remember using Android or trying it out a couple of years ago, and it, I thought the keyboard was always better than iOS. Mm-hmm. But this time, like the autocorrect is like terrible. Yeah. Well, that's also because Android allowed you to customize keyboards from the beginning. Like, I remember a couple of iterations of Android where I hated the keyboard. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put a different keyboard on top of it. Right, right. Um, Swift key or like Swift or something like that, exactly. right? Exactly. Or swipe, I mean, sorry. Swift key and swipe. Yep. Yeah, I, I liked the Android keyboards, but this time, like, it's so weird. Like, I think the iOS keyboard gets like autocorrect gets like a bad rap because like it usually or it can sometimes suggest something that's just so ridiculous that you've never, you never ever type. Mm-hmm. But, but do you like, it's also because your keyboard is trained. No, because it, sometimes it suggests words that aren't even words, and I'm kind of just like, this doesn't even make any sense. I, it's, I don't know. I could, I could never explain it. But like, I almost have the opposite problem with this keyboard. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of times I'm like typing something that's kind of close to what I want to say, and I just expect it to correct. Yeah, and it doesn't. I'll just hit space, and like, it doesn't do anything. Hmm. And then like, I just have to go back, or like, there's just tons of typos. It's really, really frustrating. Like. It, I don't remember it being that bad. Yeah. Um, but and I, I guess I can always use like a Swift key or a swipe or something like that. Um, but but I was just using the stock Android keyboard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you worried about things with like swipe and Swift key, like of them taking or stealing your passwords or it being less secure? Not really. Okay. And are you? I don't know. That's the only like kind of. I never thought about it before, but it's kind of like the only reservation I have now. Um, after like Apple, I think maybe Apple made a notification about it that you know using a third party keyboard. Yeah. So I had never really considered that before. And well, I, I mean, do you use a third party keyboard in iOS? No, I don't. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. I was one of the people because I tried Android out for a couple of weeks, and I was using SwiftKey, and I was like, this thing is amazing. And I was really excited for a SwiftKey to come to iOS, and then finally they enabled third-party keyboards, and I just use the suck iOS keyboard. Mm-hmm. So uh, sometimes I have like some emoji keyboards that I use, not really for typing, but yeah. like uh, like or GIF keyboards or GIF keyboards, however you want to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. But um, I just use the stock keyboards. Huh. Maybe that's partially because I'm afraid. You know, I figure unless it's like a significant benefit, why risk it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, part, part of me just wants to keep it clean, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just, sorry for taking so much time talking about Android, but like, I really wanted to like it. Well, I really wanted to like it. Like, I, I actually, I was very excited to like get it. And, you know, I was like, you know, are you done with the phone? Could I try it now? Could I try it now? And like, I tried it. And like, last time I tried it was probably on the Nexus 4. Mm-hmm. And I used so, it for yeah, about. So it's been a while. Two weeks, I think, right? Uh-huh. Now it's been two days, and I'm like, I just want to go back to my iPhone. Yeah. Like, I, I can't even, I don't know. So, that, that's that. Hmm. Well, thanks for sharing. <laughs> so, not going okay. to Android anytime soon. I don't think so, no. Yeah, I don't, it's, I don't it, think I am either. It's just, um, also, like, I think back in the day, I would see, like, widgets, and I was like, oh, like, look how cool that is. Like, you can have a widget up there, but, like... Now I don't even want to use any widgets, right? Like it's just, I don't even think to use it. Yeah. So a lot of the things that I thought that I would really like, I ended up not really liking. And I feel like iOS has done a good job of 
you know, um, things that were missing, you know, we kind of have them now. Yeah, they copied it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's still some, like, iOS is far from perfect. I, I have a lot of gripes over, like, switching between apps and doing all these, I don't know. But um, it's just a nicer experience, at least for me. Plus, like, I'm, like, locked in because, you know, I have a watch, which I haven't been wearing the past couple of days because, like, what good would it do? Mm-hmm. You know, like, all my purchases, like, all my favorite apps, like, Overcast, there's no Android equivalent, Reader, things like that, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of locked in, so maybe I'm not the best person to be evaluating this but like i was uh very excited but very underwhelmed mm-hmm. i don't know oh well that's that um what's next i feel like i'm doing a lot of talking so you guys should probably talk now all right well you posted a picture on instagram yes um, of a home bar that you had just uh started getting together yeah so now you're gonna have to do more talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay. Um, so, um, just what what was your thought process here? So are you like an alcoholic? I, I, no, it's actually kind of. I mean, this is this is probably bad, but like, um, I just figure like it's trendy to have a home bar, I guess. And then like lately, I've been drinking a little bit more like fancier cocktails, like. They're not even that fancy, but like old like fashions or like, yeah, yeah, you know, cosmopolitans, things like that, right? Yeah, right. So I want to make my own Mai Tais and, <laughs> and cosmopolitans at home, right? Yep. No, but like, uh, I, I just felt like it was kind of like an adult thing to have your own bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people were kind like of buying like bar Batman cards. Stuff, it really kind of yeah, it made it feel, you. yeah. Um, and so I saw one that I liked at West Elm and I picked one up. Um, but I've actually, because Karen doesn't really drink that much, mm-hmm. so I've started drinking way less too. Um, and so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I do, I kind of want to download that highball app again and like start making my own drinks and like experimenting with different things. And, and so it should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought some like, um, shakers and like a jigger and like a mixing spoon, things yeah, like that. I feel like this kind of stuff is kind of how you get into like my coffee bar and stuff. It's a lot of the, the you making it yourself. Um, yeah. That kind of makes it really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I haven't made my own cocktails yet, but, like, I still need to buy some more liquor um, so I can kind of mix them. Because mm-hmm. right now all I kind of have is bourbon and vodka. Uh, well, um, what, what are the essentials that you need, that any person would need? The essentials for a bar, I would say, would be uh, vodka or gin, pretty much a clear liquor, okay. um, a brown liquor, uh, bitters, of course, yeah, um, I need bitters. Simple syrup, surprisingly used in a ton of cocktails. Um, and probably, like, if you like sour things, create your own, like, sour mix or have, like, a tart, like, fruit juice that you could use for, like, lighter drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you so, want, you always want something, like, not uh, out of the – something that you would not drink out of the ordinary, like – have like a tequila or like an old scotch or uh, just something that you have for like special occasions and get yourself a like um, after dinner drink. Like I always have a bottle of port or Madeira uh, around for just like an evening nightcap cocktail. That's like your perfect basic bar setup. Hmm. Like uh, 
we've got a whole uh, wine fridge that's full because Dana's a wine drinker. I'm more of a beer drinker. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we do have our cocktail, like our bar area. Mm-hmm. So do you make your own simple syrup or do you, uh, do you buy it? Oh, uh, Dana makes all of our simple syrup because Definitely I make it because that is simple. Yeah, yeah, it's and makes it, sense. It lasts a while too. But you don't use so Mike has the uh, the neat simple syrup maker, right? Or like the simple syrup bottle. Yeah, where it's yeah, it's just a one to one, but it has it like marked on a line. So you fill the sugar up to a level, and then you fill the rest with water. You shake, and then you have simple syrup. I mean, it's a little more. I mean, it doesn't really. Dissolve, so I, I have to heat it a little bit. Um, How do you heat it? Well, I the microwave or my little Bonavita kettle to heat the water. Uh, okay. Before. Um, yeah, because which I you, also got. If you make simple syrup properly, the way you like cook it, you'll never have to like worry about it hardening pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the other which thing about that I simple syrup, the simple syrup kit is that like. Um, they said that they designed or they picked like a, a spout that doesn't like spill or like doesn't like crust over or something like that. Yeah, I mean it doesn't crust over, but I I've noticed I left mine too long and it gets a little moldy. So hmm, so you okay. Have to be careful with that, but so like, do you recommend I buy that or should I just use anything and just make my own simple syrup in whatever container? I mean it's 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 not necessary, but it's nice to have. You okay. should also invest in a good bar spoon. He has a uh, spoon, right? Yeah, I bought a mixing spoon or like a bar. I don't, I don't even know what they call it. A cocktail mixing spoon. Really yeah, cool the tall mixing glass. The really tall spoon. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Uh, also, you may, if it's not good enough, you may want a separate like muddler. Uh, the best ones are made out of like food grade plastic, since hmm. they're great because they're easy to clean. Um, and it will help you out when you start making more advanced things. Like if you start doing um, like mojitos and you want to use like fresh mint. Yeah, that sounds good. I actually did not buy a muddler. So maybe I should get one of those. And I think the other thing that I might need is like a citrus. Uh, oh, like a juicer? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can get like a little peeler too for the garnish. Yeah, oh, yeah that'd be cool. Old fashioned. Yep. We have a zester that we just use for orange peels for old fashions. Yeah. I really want to make my first old fashioned. So um, we'll say I need to buy a couple of extra things and then uh, maybe this weekend. Nice. I mean, you can be lazy and just use like a sugar cube. Oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah, true. That's- and then you just, uh, they kind of muddle it, right? Like the videos that I've seen? Yeah. Kind of like, uh, yeah. Did you see that video of the old fashioned? Uh, I posted on Slack? Uh, no, I didn't. I, <laughs> I saw Gruber posted that, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Gruber posted it. It's really funny. I didn't watch it, but it, it looks hilarious. Like, just, yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, Mahalo or like, um, I forget, like, I don't know. So, some website that I had heard of before, too. So I was Jason Calacanis or Calacanis. That's what I, I thought. I mean, she's like, this like, is Mahalo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I what like I thought. Old school. That was, isn't that where yeah. Veronica, what's her name is from? Veronica Belmont. Belmont? Yeah. yeah. Didn't she get famous from, from Mahalo? Well, this person might be famous now, too. She's, like, basically <laughs> this woman who's kind of teaching how to make drinks, and, like, it's, like, the worst old-fashioned I've ever seen. It's, like, not classy <laughs> at all, and she's just kind of sp- spilling alcohol over the place, and it's funny. We'll, we'll post a link in the uh, show notes. All right. Okay. Oops. I hit the mute button. 
<laughs> it's been a while. Um, okay, so uh, let's see. There's one more topic I think that we want to talk about. Yeah. Which is uh, Apple versus the FBI. Okay, yes. You guys can talk because you. I've already talked about this with Arneb. All right. Maybe you should keep that Android. <laughs> well, okay, we, I, we can talk about that later. But um, I, I'm actually kind of curious to see what you guys think only because neither of you guys are lawyers and um i saw a poll because I, I was actually wondering like what the average american public you know who they side with the fbi or apple i guess we should probably explain the the situation yeah so what is this is the apple suing is that is the apple is the fbi <laughs> the apple? what's going on no so the fbi i think uh went to the court i don't know if they're suing apple I should probably know more about this, but um, Thanks, they basically lawyer. got a court to uh, order that Apple, like, basically assist, use reasonable efforts to assist the FBI in unlocking the iPhone 5C of the San Bernardino terrorists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's locked by a passcode, even though it was a government-issued phone, because the, the terrorist actually worked for the government. Um, and they're afraid that he's enabled that thing where if you mess up the uh the passcode 10 times in a row then it'll erase the phone and then because it's encrypted once you erase it and you erase the key with the encryption um you'll basically have no chance of recovering the data right um so they went to apple or they went to the court to issue an order on apple to have them assist the fbi and what they're asking for apple considers a back door which is debatable i guess Okay. Because they're not asking for, like, Apple to push an update to all users where the FBI can kind of break into it through a backdoor in the traditional sense and kind of spy on any iPhone they want. Mm-hmm. What they're asking for is, like, them to kind of flash this one phone with a, a particular update of iOS that removes the the erase feature, I guess. Like, after 10 times, if you don't type the passcode correctly, it's supposed to delete itself. Right. So what they they want them to do is array, you know update the phone with a new version of iOS that's tailor-made so that it doesn't have that feature. Plus, so that the phone will no longer... them to put in uh, the passcode attempts via computer or electronically. Yeah, that way they don't need to have someone like typing in every time, right? right. And so that's they not can... currently possible. Not currently possible. Yeah. Um, and Apple objects to this, saying that, you know, this doesn't exist right now and uh, they shouldn't be forced to comply with this order. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so. There was like a, you know, some some survey done. And uh, I think I, I saw it was like 51% of the population sides with the FBI here. They think mm-hmm. Apple should be cooperative and, and unlock this phone. Sure. Um, and I thought it was like something of 37% agreed with Apple. So there must be like significant portions of people that were undecided. Yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting. But but what do you guys think? Like, who do you side with and, and what do you think about this whole thing? So I think, uh, I mean, I've been reading a lot about it. So I'll probably be, you know, echoing a lot of thoughts of the thoughts that I, people that I agree with. Um, but I think the FBI picked like the perfect case for them to want uh, to like bring this kind of thing up. Because, I mean, you, of course, empathize with you know, the San Bernardino victims. And if there's information that could lead to, you know, finding more terrorists on that phone, then of course, why wouldn't you want Apple to do this one-time thing to unlock the phone? Um, you know, we can, 
you know, we, we can maybe find some more information out. But, uh, imagine this is like any other situation that's not like a, it's not a terrorist thing or it's a different country asking Apple for this or it's, uh, you know, who knows? It's, it just doesn't, I, I don't think the public would be behind it. This is really just like a battle of public opinion, really kind of fighting, uh, being fought like, the court in public, public opinion? yeah <laughs> Sorry, yeah as, as most uh, <laughs> fights of public opinion are they right. play out in the public no yeah. but it's, i mean this is very public right like both sides and there was an article that, that said that apple had requested that the fbi uh requested in private under seal mm-hmm. which they clearly didn't do and in in turn apple then posted a bunch of uh or a couple of articles on its own website to kind of defend its position but this is very much playing out in the public yeah, they they both have released statements on their position. Several and, statements, right? <laughs> yeah, FBI is saying this is definitely a one-time thing. Um, and then, you know, the tech companies have all kind of taken sides, right? Most of them supporting Apple. Well, I think the one thing that came out today was Bill Gates, right? Right, which he's kind of backed off. So there was an article today stating that Bill Gates sides with the FBI. Right, but um, it wasn't but- as clear-cut as that. Because I think if you read what he says, he's kind of like, well, they're just asking for this one time, I think, for this one time, Apple should help them out. Yeah. Um, but he's not saying that, like, because uh, I think what a lot of people that defend Apple or, you know, that take Apple's position are saying is that this is kind of a slippery slope, right? Yeah. Um, and you do it this one time, but you're setting precedent. And then next time when something happens, they'll be like, well, you did it the last time. We know it's possible. Like, you need to do it again. And then it's going to just snowball into this every time they want some information on an iphone they can just go to apple and apple will do it for them right and apple's other argument is that uh like once it creates this it's kind of like out in the wild and there's a you know whilst it's not for sure they'll do their best to secure it but you know it could be could get into the there's no going back once it once it comes out once the genie's out of the bottle there's no way of putting it back Yeah. yeah and on top of this hey uh fbi you should have definitely asked this in private because now every so-called terrorist is running out and buying an Android. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and well, based so, on this, if they're tied to another terrorist network, do you think terrorists before he goes off on suicide missions, like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to leave all my important contacts on this phone before I go off to die. Okay. So, Probably so that, not. That's one thing that I want to talk about because the FBI claims that Apple is um, kind of, Using the privacy angle as a marketing ploy, right? Like they don't, right. They're trying to say, Oh, look how much we protect your data. And hopefully that's, they're saying that so they can sell more phones, right? Um, I think that the FBI is using this as like a marketing ploy, Mm -hmm. right? The the FBI certainly is using this as a market ploy. What someone's going to actually say it's like Apple needs to sell more phones. I'm pretty sure no. Uh, Right. So, so like, okay. so, so like the FBI clearly, like what Mike said, right? They clearly chose this example because it's, you know, we need to get into this phone and they've always wanted to get into iPhones because they could never do it before. Cause, well, not they could never do it before, but like it's getting increasingly more difficult, right? And this is a, a terrorism case. So they can kind of say like, look, people's lives are on the line, kind of like, you know, don't you want to fight terror, right? Yeah. Of course people do, right? And, um, there's really no, no risk here, right? Because like, a the the terrorist is already dead, right? Like, it's not like we have information that something's going to happen next week and we need to 
race against the clock to kind of unlock this phone, right? Like, whether they unlock it today, I mean, I don't know who knows who he's talking to, but like, or who he, he has talked to, but like, I don't know. This seems like the perfect case for like public sentiment to try to get uh, the public to side against Apple. Again, and it's one of those things where most likely there's going to be no data on the phone because since the terrorist is dead, you would think, oh, if there's something on the phone, he probably was dumb enough to set up Touch ID. Let's grab the corpse, well, put the thumb on it, and be done with it. There is no Touch ID because it's a 5C. But, but like, they did say that like he had several other phones, which he burned, um, and this is his government-issued work phone. And so like if he had several other phones, like which one do you think he's using to communicate with whoever he is, you know, if he was communicating with someone, right? Probably the ones that have been put in a fire, not his government right. issued and therefore right. the monitored. And also, I would think, right. hey, U.S. government, before you issue out phones to people, you may want to talk to that NSA about actually being able to access said phones, especially since they're being given by the government. That would be the one point where I'd say, like, hey, this is government property. Right. Let's have, have all your passwords from, from the and, beginning. Right. Someone screwed up here, and now they want Apple to fix it. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it's tough. So, like, I think in the beginning, my solution was because I, I had heard it was um, the government wanted Apple to make this separate software and then kind of send it to the government, and the government was going to promise, like, you know, it's going to be tailor made just for this phone. Um, and the government will only use it this one time. And my solution was like, why doesn't Apple just make the software, have the government send Apple the phone? Apple will just keep it in this like, you know, room that's not connected to the internet or whatever, right? They unlock the phone and then they send the phone over to the government and say, here's the data, right? Yeah, I thought um, that's what they were going to do. So I, I think that is on the table. The, the FBI has proposed that they are okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like it, go ahead. Did you hear about the thing where they could have actually had access to the iCloud backup, but then they changed the, like, reset the password? So they do have access to the iCloud backups well, from, from, like, right. Ones. Right. But because the iPhone had not been connected recently, it hadn't been backed up recently. But if they had just, I guess Apple had suggested, because they had been talking to them, to the FBI, they suggested taking it to a known Wi-Fi network, like that guy's house. And then plugging it in so it would do an iCloud backup. And then yep. Apple would be able to then give the iCloud backup to the FBI. So in other words, the FBI needs to start paying its lawyers less and spend <laughs> that money on its IT department. So I think so what, what happened, happened is they told – apparently they told somebody in the San Bernardino County to reset the password of that guy's iCloud account. And once you do that – uh, it's not going to do automatic backups when connected to a known Wi-Fi network. So any they could have done this without having you know having to do go through all of this. They could have just backed it up, asked Apple for the iCloud backup. Apple would have given them the most recent backup of anything on the phone, and then we would have been done. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, how I, scary is that? I didn't know that our iCloud backups could just be. I didn't know that either, actually. I feel like uh, until until now. Yeah. Um, I mean, not uh, until yeah, now, but like, until this you story use came iCloud out. For, come on, man. There is remember there is no cloud. It's just someone else's computer. Well, no, I, I just mean, I just figured that it would be encrypted to Apple so that Apple couldn't see the same way they do with our iMessages. Right, like they can't see the messages. Not that like they can't access the data, but like they couldn't decrypt it. They couldn't but do anything with it they, if they want. Apparently, they can't. Right, um, which I guess makes sense because you can just go to a new phone and restore the iCloud data from the new phone 
Right. I guess that's the problem with uh, like Apple Watch backups, right? You have to do the encrypted iTunes backup for it to move health data over. Oh, so there is a way. It's not, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, know. I don't know too much about this, but like, I don't actually. Okay. So like the FBI definitely looks like they screwed up some, right? Um, but that's kind of irrelevant. Like whether Apple should be compelled to create software that it doesn't currently have, mm-hmm. uh, is, is a big issue. And I don't think that a good defense is like, well, you shouldn't have done this because you could have done it yourself. But now that you did do that, cause I don't think the FBI intentionally was like, oh, let's well, let's, right, let's screw this up. Let's change the password so that we only, the only resort is that we can go to Apple and then, you know, we'll win, right? Right. So if they did that, then I can say, like, look, like, then you screwed yourself. But, like, I actually don't think they did that. So I don't think that should be held against them. Like, it kind of makes them look bad. But um, it's it's almost like a separate issue. Yeah. I mean, they screwed up. But on the other hand, you can't go to Apple and say, hey, make magic happen. But it's not magic. Well, they, they it's not. You're right. I think they can do it. They and could, I don't think it will be that could, difficult. They could do it. But think about the larger ramifications, like exactly. we like we were talking about before. This now makes, hey, guess what? Now everyone's stuff is unsecure. Okay, so what what I don't know about iOS, and I, I don't know that much about encryption, but like, say say they created like this new version of iOS, right? Um, the reason why Apple needs to create it is because like the phone won't accept an update unless it's signed with Apple's like own key, right? Right. Um, and so they're afraid that if this somehow, even if Apple main, you know, they develop it in house and they don't give it to the FBI and they maintain it in house, like who knows, something can happen and they can go out, right? Mm-hmm. Some some guy like pays an Apple guy billion dollars and and he like kind of sneaks down a USB key like in those movies and and now it's out and anybody can steal your iPhone and unlock all your information, right? Mm-hmm. That's the fear. Um, can Apple not just upgrade everyone like you know push a public update to like a different ios version that then changes the key it says like only update if you see this key and then just change the key to something else like could they just not do that like then you know it's not ideal but like the only phones that are vulnerable at that point are going to be phones that haven't updated to this new thing and by the time that this news comes out maybe everyone updates to this 9.2.3 or whatever it is and and everyone gets it and now it's secure again right yeah, so I think, well, I don't know about that, but I just know that the iPhone, the ones that don't have the secure enclave are right. the ones that are like at risk. So it's what, like six? Yeah, but but Apple has said that, that they could technically do the same thing even with this, because the issue is that, so the secure enclave is like a separate chip, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of has its own security features built in. Right. But there's a way to like flash the the secure enclaves OS as well. And the presumption was that maybe if you did that, it would reset all the keys, mm-hmm. but apparently it doesn't do that. So they've told like some reporters that they can technically flash the secure enclave to remove its security features as well. So the, you know, it's the same principle. It would just be slightly different, but like they could, I don't think that the, the phones with touch ID are not vulnerable to this. Mm-hmm. Which is it makes it even scarier, right? Yeah. Well, I just think if this happens, like if the if Apple is forced to create this new version of iOS, 
I just think that they're going to double down on doing whatever they can to secure the phone in a way that they won't be able to ever do anything that will put customers' privacy at risk. Unless they make it illegal to do that. Right. Yeah. That's that's the FBI's endgame, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. Is that then they say, well, also, you can't make a thing that you can't undo mm-hmm. or you know, that you can't access. Because mm-hmm. obviously, we'll eventually, you know... You know jailbreak the phone and come up with like a secure like operating I mean, system or something the, that will wipe out the phone the, after the issue is just going to be that like if they do that then some chinese company is going to make one or you know some other company is going to make one that doesn't that's not subject to those laws right mm-hmm. and everyone will just get that phone yeah and then yeah that puts and so, i mean it doesn't disadvantage right and then you're just you're just taking one of the most successful companies in america and you're making that you're like crippling them, and now our economy is going to suffer as a result, right? Like, I don't think that that's, I don't know that they've thought this through. I mean, they probably have thought it through, but like, I don't think that's an ideal solution for for most of the parties. But like, I don't know. It's it's, it's interesting. I actually think this is like super interesting. So, I mean, how do you feel about this case? <sighs> so I, I'm sympathetic to the FBI, right? Like, I think that they have, I understand what they're going for and you know what they have to gain and like the public's you know what public safety has to gain from like you know being able to crack into terrorist iphones potentially right mm-hmm. i just think this, is, time, this is you know our feeling is what do we have to hide right but yeah right right so so i, I agree with that i mean if i had to pick one extreme it would, it would probably be apple's extreme like i would rather everyone have safety because there's a lot of things that like we just can't access um, like, like, I don't know. There, there's a lot of analogies that I can't even think of right now, but like, like, if you capture a terrorist, you can't force him, you can't waterboard him, you can't like do all these things to get him to talk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's information that's out there that's technically knowable information that we choose to protect, you know, like, or like, you can't self incriminate yourself, things like that, right? Yeah. Um, so, while I understand the benefit to public safety, potential benefit, I guess, to public safety from allowing this, I think that, like, if it means nobody has security, like, it's probably, I would probably side with Apple. Yeah. And I, it just rubs me, rubs me the wrong way that, like, they're using this case because it's, like, such a sympathetic case. Um, and, the likelihood of them getting information from this one particular phone, even though they claim it's just this one time, the likelihood of them getting any actionable information from this is so low. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a story that came out today that like in the past, I don't know, year or so, they've tried to get access to like 15 phones. Yeah. I just don't trust them, right? Like I just don't trust that like this is a one-time thing. If it was, I'm okay with like Apple playing it out in public and saying like, um, We'll create this thing for this one phone, but every single time you have to come to us and every single time we're going to make it public. And, you know, so they start asking for more phones and people are kind of like, oh, like you guys are liars, right? Like you guys, it wasn't this one phone. You clearly were using it for precedent, right? Yeah. Um, I can understand why Apple wouldn't want to go that route because they kind of like their hands are tied at that point. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like Bill Gates. Like if it's this one time, and it actually is this one time, which I, I don't believe, I'm okay with Apple helping them out. So if you don't believe that it's this one time, then yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, yeah, right. I'm not okay with it. Okay. 
But I think it's interesting. I think it will go to the Supreme Court, and I wonder. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about this, and, and now that Scalia has died, it might be just a 4-4 tie, and then we'll see who uh, who gets nominated to become the, the next Supreme Court justice. Did you question, guys talk about that, I, too? We I, did talk about that, yeah. I do have a question about that. Uh, based off of 4-4 ties, does it go back down to the lower courts? No, I think it just goes in limbo. And then when they have limbo forever yeah, yeah, until right, until they get another justice, I think. So they stay on like the docket until the next one shows up, and that swing vote just right, gets right. a vote, or do they all relook at the look at the case again? I don't know whether they look at it again because maybe they've changed their mind at that point, or if they're locked into what they. I would imagine they could probably change their mind at that point. But um, I think I, I haven't done too much research into like what happens there. But um, I don't think it, it definitely doesn't go back to like the lower court. Like that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, we're asking you. You're the legal expert here. <laughs> yeah, I'm. <laughs> I actually know very little about this stuff. So. Um, but we did talk about this a little bit, and then like you know who should nominate the next justice and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think this is just a really interesting thing, just for our. Um, it's like a pretty big case with like widespread you know like it has pretty big implications for the future right yeah i don't think it's divided amongst like apple supporters or you know android supporters but uh, i wonder what android supporters think i mean i guess i guess apple i mean google has come out kind of some apple fans have criticized them for not being stronger in their position Mm -hmm. Which I can understand because, like, you know, if it works for Apple, then who are they coming to next, right? Like Google, yeah. right? Yeah. So you don't want to anger them. Um, but I wonder what Android, like, the average Android user thinks, like, whether they side with Apple here or they don't because they're just so ingrained to not like Apple stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, what else we got? Will's questions? No, I think I think we're done. It's good for now. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, you can follow us uh, on Twitter at for the podcast. We are also at forthepodcast.com and uh, support link. There's a support. Uh, probably forthepodcast.com/support. And if it's not that, I can make it that. It is. It's Maybe I should start okay. using that. Nice. There's an Amazon.com search box, and then if you search through there and buy something, uh, we get a little kickback. So every little bit helps, and uh, we'll try to be a little more consistent this time around. Sounds good. All right, guys. Well, it was good. This was a good one, I think. Nice. All right. We'll see you next week. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.